Welcome to episode number three of Retail Initiative. This is the podcast for retail entrepreneurs to learn how to grow and scale your business from retail experts and other successful retailers just like you. Um, Today we have Scott from Catalina Hatters in Bryan, Texas. Um, Catalina Hatters is a huge name in the custom hat um, world. They ship high quality products literally around the world Um, and we get to talk with Scott about how this business got started decades ago and how they have handed down this business from generation to generation yet they've stayed true to who they are Um, they have a unique story and I think especially if you're a retail business that's in this for the long haul this is one to learn from so let's get right into the episode um, with Scott from Catalina Hatters So if you aren't in the state of Texas, you probably have this idea of um, the, that John Wayne kind of figure, the person in a cowboy hat, they, um, you know, they have on Wrangler jeans and, you know, they probably have like that crease down the middle from the iron and the cowboy, uh, the, the cowboy boots and the hat, you, all of that stuff. And a lot of that really is like a stereotype and it's not true at all. Um, but a lot of it definitely is. And cowboy hats are one of them. I grew up in Texas. I have one. Uh, my friends have one. We don't, even if we don't wear them all the time, we all have them. It's a big part of Texas culture. And at the center of that for decades is Catalina Hatters. Um, and I am here with Scott Catalina from Catalina Hatters. Um, I mean, gosh, this business, this space is phenomenal. I mean, where did this idea come from? This idea was a long time in the making for uh, my dad. Um, we had a, a custom hatter here in town way back when, when my dad was in high school. And it was a lot less prevalent back then. You mean and, the cowboy hats? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, just a, a really small custom shop. It was uh, an, an older married couple that ran it pretty much out of a house. But everybody around here knew where it was, and that's mm-hmm. that's where everybody around here went to go get their hats. They they didn't do out of town business or anything like that. Uh, but I think he just, he just spent a lot of time there. It's not like yeah. he was a formal employee. Um, I think he just he liked the process and um, a, a lot of the hands on work, and he learned a lot from them. And it was kind of, as he puts it, it was kind of one of those things of, well, you're here all the time. We might as well give you something to do. Sure. Um, and when was that? Uh, this was when he was in high school and in college. So like what decade are we talking about? Uh, that would be 50s and 60s. Wow. And so he was involved with this hat maker in town. And then how did it go from being involved with this hat maker to Catalina Hatters? So fast forward like a couple of decades. And he's my dad's just always been a serial entrepreneur, I call him. You know, it's not like he's gone to a bunch of failed businesses, but he just, he starts something, then he starts something, then he starts something. That's how he's always been. You can't get him, he's 72, you can't get him to sit still. (laughs) Um, But he, uh, he was, he started up this business with, he had a couple of partners and they were uh, in Florida selling this new kind of uh, cattle feed. Um, We've always been involved in agriculture. So this, Mm -hmm. this came natural to him. And a friend of his called him up and said that he saw an ad in a magazine for some hat equipment for sale. And it was in Florida where he'd happened to be. So he goes and meets with these people. 
says, hey, I you know, saw this ad, really interested. By the way, I don't have any money. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he, it was, this was an older couple, and they, were, they had a, a hat store and a Western wear store uh-huh. side by side. And, and they, uh, they were getting older. They were kind of getting in poor health a little bit, and it was just too much for them to handle. Um, they just they loved my dad for some reason. They just they took a liking to him quite a bit, and um, they wanted to sell to a, a, somebody that would keep it a small custom shop that would make custom hats. Because what happens when a hat business goes out of business is all the big companies come in to to get the equipment because the equipment's old and pretty much impossible to find. Yeah. And, uh, but they didn't want to do that. They wanted to keep it a custom and, you know, uh, for custom hats only. And, uh, he said, well, that, that was his plan anyways. So anyways, he comes back to Texas and, uh, basically tells my mom, Hey, we're about to go in the hat business. So you're probably going <laughs> to need to quit your job at the bank. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure and, that uh, went over very well. Uh, yeah. I mean, she was on board at, to to some level back then, anyways. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't an overnight process. He had to, you know, go find some money. Luckily, he had sure he already had good relationships with with bankers. I mean, he grew up in this town, and it was smaller back then than it is now. So he just everybody knew everybody. So he went out and took a loan and oh and yeah started this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, took out a took out a loan that he just knew that there was no way he was ever going to be able to repay. Uh, and uh, and also uh, the the Russells or the there's the couple in Florida, they uh, owner financed some of it for him. Really? Yeah. Wow. He said if it wasn't for the Russells, that uh, there's no way we'd be in the hat business today. He wow. said they were they were amazing people. And is there any connection today with this with the Russells? No. Um, that I, I believe that that uh, Western Wear store is still going. Mm-hmm. Because we we also clean and renovate old hats, and so we get the old hats sent in from other, um, like Western Wear stores and uh-huh. dry cleaners and stuff like that, and um, we got one in from Russell's Western Wear, and I just happened to catch it, uh, and it was at just an old hat for us to clean, and this place had it wasn't in the family anymore; it changed hands several times, but they'd kept the name, and they had no idea that there was a connection between Catalina Hatters and this little bitty Western wear store wow. in Florida. That's amazing. So that was, that was pretty neat to, to see that. Yeah. I bet but it was, was the same special. place. Yeah. Wow. And how old were you when this was going on? <laughs> this place is three years older than I am. Wow. So, so uh, my brothers were, they're, they're older than me, but they were still, I guess they would be around seven or eight okay. when, uh, when they started this. So they grew up in it too. Yeah, so you just grew up. I mean, was it in this physical? Has it been in this physical yeah, space spot. the whole time? So you just g- literally grew up. Yeah, I, I, in I don't, this store. I don't know an alternative. I've, <laughs> I've been doing this my whole life. That is amazing. And you know what? Growing up, like, did you grow up working the sales floor? Uh, I mean, when I was old enough to, I pretty much just ran around here and caused problems for the most part (laughs) but you know uh it's kind of like any natural progression in a business that you're there for a long time i mean Mm -hmm. you know grew up as a kid making hat boxes you know putting hat boxes together yeah um and i (laughs) i remember i told my dad i was like 
I think it's time for me to get paid for doing this. And so he said, okay. And I've made a nickel a box. <laughs> every every hat box I put together, I got a nickel. But you, then you move on to, uh, you know, washing hats and cleaning hats and just touching up little stuff and, you know, clean this, organize this. And then you start, you know, you get a little older and, mm-hmm. you know, and there's also a lot of, you know, we work with a lot of steam and uh, a lot of hot stuff around here, a lot of plates and, and things like that. So it, you get burned real easy, so it's not a kid-friendly environment. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, just being in here every day, you grew up, you, you, you can't help but soak it up. Um, and then you, you, know, you still have to have that attention to detail sort of personality anyways. Um, and, and I had my older brother who's great at what he does teach me everything I know about hats that I didn't learn myself. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a part of being in here every day. Yeah. So you, you know, your dad starts this business and, but things were different back then. Like today you started a retail business, you know, you can launch your store on Shopify, put some Facebook ads out. Um, and you're going to be one like locally selling stuff. And then you're also around the world already. Oh yeah. Just having Instagram. But back then it was really different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, how did he get, do you, I mean, if you're aware, like how did he get those first customers? I mean, what did it look like for him to grow his business back then? So it, it's different from for him than anybody else. And that's just the way it always is with him. So we, remember I said earlier that he's a serial entrepreneur? Yeah. Well, what he had been doing for years before he ever did hats, or before he ever got actually in the hat business, is uh, we put on rodeos also. So we we have the bulls and the horses, and we go and we put the whole production on. Wow. Yeah. And he's been, he's been doing that for over like 50 or 60 years now. He still does that. Oh, yeah. We got a rodeo. Oh, wow. We got a rodeo this next weekend. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, we've gotten slowed down quite a bit with it now. It's, uh, uh, it's just a, a lot of moving parts to keep going. And this thing keeps us so busy, uh, that doing the hats. Uh, but what that did is he had been doing that for so long and he would travel all over doing it. So he already had a huge network of people that wore hats all the time. Mm-hmm. So now he's in the hat business. So we already knew all the people that wore hats. So we had a built-in customer base, which was pretty good for that time. Yeah, it's amazing. And that's that helped them get through, but it was still a big struggle for them in the first five or six years. Oh, I bet. I mean, obviously things have been different now versus today. I mean, obviously their own, even today, has its own challenges. It's different from back then. Yeah. So you, or not necessarily you, but Catalina Hatters, you know, you started local and you were this Mm -hmm. like local hat store um but you ended up distributing around the country and around the world even before going online right oh yeah um we uh what he what they did and it didn't take them long to do this it was two or three years that they were that they were in business uh uh, print ads and magazines there's Mm -hmm. a lot of uh horse and ranch magazines out there that are popular um for people who are who are in that lifestyle sure and um so we did multiple ads in various magazines and uh he would include a little something so he knew uh 
which he was getting the best response from. And the best response ended up being uh, Western Horseman Magazine. It's, it's very, very popular, and it's international. Um, so we've been advertising. We still advertise with them. Wow. And we've been doing it for about 30 years. Um, and it's, it's great for us. Uh, that's incredible. That's, that's how he had first reached out <clears throat> to customers outside of the, basically the state of Texas. Yeah. And back then, was, do you know where those orders, like somewhere around the world, or were those mostly still in the United States? Mostly in the United States back then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember before we had a website, we would do a few to Canada, but mm-hmm. that's about the, as international as it got before the website went, maybe in Australia every now and then. And how were they, like, were they, was the customer calling and saying, like, oh, what was in that ad, or did you have a catalog, or how, uh, did they, how did they learn about your inventory? They would either call, or they, would, they could request a catalog, and we had little mailers that we would send to them, mm-hmm. and they could fill out the form of what they wanted, and send a check and we'd send a hat to him. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that it's amazing that to see you, I mean, so few businesses that were doing that have been able to, to grow and scale to keep like right now you guys have this beautiful website and this, these new ways to distribute around the world and around the country, which we'll get to what that pieces look like. Um, but it's cool to hear, kind of the hustle and grind that started it early on, but then seeing that through decades transition. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, a lot of that's been really good. What's been, you know, if, are there any really big challenges that you can think of either that were for you personally or for your parents that, that have had a real big impact on the business and lessons that you've learned or that they, or that they learned that impacted where it is today? Um, I don't know where to start. <laughs> um, you know, everything, it seems like we are always in a state of transition, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, me doing more and them doing less, or whether it's the, the things that we're doing to keep our business going and grow our business, you know, the transitioning to, you know, even a, a, a computer point of sale system is a big deal. Yeah. You know, and and then transitioning to a lot of online orders and what and the changes that come with that can be really challenging. I mean, not only for them, but for me, you know, I I grew up in this, too, and and their way of doing things. And it's you have to you have to be open to changing your 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 systems that you have down because it could be more efficient or, you know, there's there's always something new and something to adapt to. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's hard to be real super specific, and it's difficult for us because we are doing a custom product. We're not just pushing a button and widgets pop out mm-hmm. and we ship them to the customer. Um, we are doing a custom product that you know we have to fit to them. I mean, to to where it fits literally like a glove. Mm-hmm. And there's colors and you know size here and size there, and and we hand shape everything so. There's a lot of subjective things that we have to be as clear as we can on with that customer. Sure. And it's it wasn't as much like that back then. It it was just, hey, I want a I want a silver belly hat seven and three eight. Shoot it to me. Um, the 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 website and, and you know things like this. You know, me able to do this with you. It it brings out a customer that 
has more control over the product they get, mm-hmm. which is good for us and it's good for them. Yeah. Like what would be an example, you know, for someone who their idea of a cowboy hat could be like what John Wayne or Bonanza or George Strait is wearing. And uh-huh. that's that's probably all they're going to know about cowboy hats. Sure. Like describe for us, like what does a custom hat look like? Like what's different than if someone walked into like a Western department store and just grabbed a hat off the shelf? What's going to be the biggest difference between that hat and like this custom version that you're talking about? Well, the I mean, the biggest difference right off the bat is <clears throat> you're going to have a lot more craftsmanship and a hat that we do because you know we're we're not doing hundreds of hat per hats per day we're doing 10 to 15 max um and and we could do more but we keep it at that level just to control quality and do you have a machine that's doing these uh we use machines but it's everything is done by a by a person there's no automated process for making hats so it's basically by hand yeah like a, a hand operating the machine yeah yeah wow um, and, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but, uh, the other thing that you're going to see different is we do all hand creasing. So, you know, that those hats that you see on, you know, George Strait's head, that hat didn't always look like that. It, it was just think of a, it looks like an Amish hat. It's just big dome and flat brim. So it's just flat all the way around. Yeah. The big companies have. Uh, basically a hydraulic press that shapes them where we do everything by hand. And that takes, that's what really takes a long time to learn. Um, and that's what we really pride ourselves on being good at. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but as far as looks, what you're going to see the difference of is, is, I mean, we do hats that look like that every day, but basically anything that you can think of. What, what one thing that was a big deal for us uh, and on the advertising side, before the website even, was uh, uh, when Lonesome Dove came out, the the, the uh, TV miniseries. Um, everybody's favorite character in there is you know Gus McRae, yeah, uh, played by Robert Duvall. Well, then that style of hat that he wore got incredibly popular. And we did we didn't do the hat for the movie, but we advertised a hat like that, and we called it the Gus. Brilliant and. Uh, it just it blew up. I mean, we we were shipping Gus hats out everywhere, um, and it's it's not falling off. I mean, we still do a lot of Gus hats, and it's cemented as one of those iconic hat styles. Um, but that's a recognizable one that you would see, uh, and and we can do that sort of hat a lot easier because mm-hmm. we, you know, we can just take take anything and say, that, you know, a customer says, I want it shaped like Gus's hat. We can do that. You know, I, I want you to pull the pull the front and back down a little bit more. You know, all these little detail oriented uh, adjustments and things we can do we can do on the fly, no problem. Wow, that is, I mean, that's really unique. And I think um, from what I'm seeing in the market, it seems like there is this big push, like you know, stuff that's off the shelf is needing to get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Oh yeah. But then this custom thing, like there are customers that are definitely willing to pay for quality and willing to pay for that customization to get exactly what they want. But um, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're buying a Catalina hat, like you, you, you're going to be buried in that hat if you want to, or you're going to hand that hat off. Like it's going to last a long, long, long time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely the idea. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of different qualities and the high, higher qualities can definitely uh, be that way. Um, but I, I, I definitely noticed what you were saying about 
the how how the markets are looking because mm-hmm. you you see a lot of people going towards that handcrafted a lot of craftsmanship and items and and it's like we've gone full circle back to <laughs> you know uh paying for something that's going to last you know like our like our grandparents did and uh and and i, I love seeing that because I, I mean obviously with what i do i i i'm that guy that will pay too much for a pair of boots because i know what went into them yeah i know how much quality is there uh, but if pretty much if i can get anything handmade i'm gonna do it well, sure. I mean, I think we've all gotten that thing that you know we took the cheaper version, oh, and yeah. we we then end up regretting. Like, gosh, I you know I grew up in Texas. I don't wear boots every day, but I definitely have boots. And I I started on a really cheap pair, and even without me wearing them, oh yeah, all the time, like they looked bad very fast. Um, and then as soon as I finally like invested in something decent, I still wear the exact same ones I was wearing. 10 years ago. Yeah, it's it don't make a big difference. Yeah. You get hats are something that get handed down quite often. Um and that's that's pretty neat to see you, you know you got three generations of people in the same hat. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it's something that people associate uh, think of somebody that you that you know of that wears a hat a lot. I mean I'm sure there's somebody but that becomes part of their character, their persona. That's something you think of when you think of that person. Yeah. And and uh, and it may it's obviously like that more here than it is elsewhere and, you know, but but that's a big a big deal uh, you know, when somebody passes, they you know, what happens with their hat? Who who gets the hat? Um, but people get buried in them and stuff like that all the time, but they get passed down and it's, it, that's really neat. We have a lot of people that will, they'll inherit a hat and then they'll bring in, they'll bring it in and say, I'm keeping this, but I want you to make one exactly like it that I can wear and not worry about so I can keep this one <laughs> in perfect condition. And, and that's a good tribute to people. It's, that's neat to do. Yeah. You know, speaking of passing things on from one generation to the next, I know your parents definitely are still involved here Um, and this is definitely like their business Mm -hmm. Um, but like you've made a decision to be in this business and be involved you I'm sure leaving school you could have could have gone elsewhere and done some other things but you chose to be here like what what impacted your decision to to stay in the family business Um, I I love it is the main thing it's you know it's something that I mean I grew up in it and I did a few other things too um, when I was younger but we enjoy it I mean, we, you know, we make a, a good living at it and it's one of those things you have an opportunity to do something that you already know that you love mm-hmm. and that you've already been doing so long you're good at. And it's at the same time, it's still a huge challenge, you know? So all of those aspects, I don't know where else I could go to get all of that. I couldn't see myself anywhere else. Yeah. And I get to make an awesome product. Sure. So... And so what about, um, like, what's it like to work with a parent? I mean, I'm sure that that, that creates a unique relationship <laughs> um, <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Like, what has that been like? Um, well, I, I don't know the alternative, I guess. Uh, no, it's, it, we all get along pretty good. Um, we get to be a lot more candid than most businesses, I believe, with each other. Uh, but there's, there's definitely challenges in there. You know, the biggest challenge is probably you're never off the clock. You know, when mm-hmm. when it's time to 
have family dinner, you know, something about work is going to come up. There's no avoiding it. Um, and that's got its pros and its cons, but that's probably one of the biggest challenges. And, and, you know, there's, there's going to be conflict. You've got two parents and a couple of brothers, you know, running, you know, running this business and it's, uh, there's going to be conflict and that pours over into family too. Um, but we all get along for the most part. We kind of all have our, our roles and, and we, we work together pretty good. Yeah. So are, are you guys ever able to turn like a Thanksgiving dinner? Are you still talking about work or are you guys able to enjoy some beers in a cowboy game? We have a lot, a lot of other stuff going on too. Like we, we have a ranch too that, and we actually all live on the ranch. Well, live on the same, <laughs> same piece of property too. But, uh, no, we, uh, there's, there's times we can turn it off. Yeah. Um, unless, I mean, something's always going to come up, but it's not going to be the subject of conversation all day, every day. It's not either. like a, a business meeting. No, no. Yeah. We, we'll, we, we'll structure those a little bit better, but you know, it's, it's normal for us. So. Sure. So let's get to, you know, you've had the store, which I mean, the brick and mortar store, I mean, this store does pretty well, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you think has helped continue to have like brick and mortar success? Cause if you Google oh, stuff about yeah, brick and mortar, yeah. like you're going to see, yeah, there's going to be no brick and mortar left anymore. Yeah. And you get this idea, like, why do you think that, that, that you're doing well? Um, I think for my customers that actually come in the store, uh, they never come once. Mm-hmm. This, it's a it's a product that is not a forty dollar you know piece of clothing. This is a, it's going to cost a little bit more, and it's going to, uh, it, it's it's an experience for a lot of people, and and you can't get that online, and and to be honest with you, uh, on online sales cost me less, but I wouldn't trade that customer interaction for anything. Uh, that's something they, and, and it's, it's also something that's custom fitted. So it helps to have the yeah. head to, to sure. fit the hat. Um, but you know, since we've got Texas A&M here, we get a lot of the old Aggies, um, come in for football games and stuff like that. And this is a item on their list. They want to, while they're in town, they want to come and get a hat and then they're going to go to the chicken and have a beer and a burger, <laughs> you know, but, uh, it's the, I tell you the best thing. And this is one of the things that really makes it worth it, is when you get about four generations in at the same time, all getting hats. That's beautiful. And that that's a lot of fun. And it, it happens more than you'd think. I think I think it's the the town we're in that's you know growing massively, uh, at, or at a at a fast rate, I should say. And it's the it's the item we're selling and the customers that we have. Mm-hmm. That's the combination that makes our brick and mortar grow instead of shrink. Sure. And, you know, so you mentioned that you you guys had a catalog and you had these mail orders. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the whole Internet thing has happened. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when, at what point in the business did you guys open your first online store? The first thing that they did for this uh, this whole fancy Internet thing... <laughs> was they just had CatalinaHatters.com went to a landing page with just a logo and our uh, phone number and our address. That's all it was. Um, When I was in high school, um, 
they had they had talked to some people about doing some uh, doing a website, and I had to I had to pretty much push them to get it done. So uh, we've gone. I think this we're on our third or third st- online store, mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was a long process, and it's a difficult thing to set up for us and how you navigate it and all that. Oh, sure. But um, midway through the first website, and then after that, the website's pretty much been been my baby. <laughs> you, yeah, like you yours, yours personally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what, what has helped you to grow the online side of the business? Has it been like social media advertising? Has it been just the brand? Or what's been kind of the most effective way? Social media is huge for, you know, for traffic. You, you have to look at not only how many page views you're getting, but how long people are spending and, you know, all of those, uh, all of those sorts of things. But uh, social media is the easiest uh, just because of the nature of things becoming viral. And, you know, mm-hmm. we put a couple of videos out there and they, you know, got a lot of views and, and made, made the rounds. And that was really helpful. We had people coming from all over coming. They wanted to travel across multiple state boundaries to come and into this store. So we we just do a road trip every summer, and we thought we'd come by here. We saw we saw a video online. Wow, it's it was unreal, um, and it it got picked up by uh, uh, various news stations around Texas and uh, Texas Country Reporter on which mm-hmm. is uh, on on uh, RFD TV here. Here in Texas, I imagine not a lot of people know what that is. Yeah. So if someone wanted to see some of this content, like where would they go to to see that? I've I've got uh, everything on uh, linked through my website, through social media accounts, and on YouTube. Pretty mm-hmm. much, if you Google Catalina Hatters, you can find find all that. But CatalinaHatters.com is where we have kind of that's our website. So and so, you know, you've had this online business, and you're shipping around the world now, right? Oh yeah. Um, we're doing our our main international uh spot is australia uh we sh- we ship probably i don't know two hats a day to australia which wow you know doesn't sound like a lot but that's a lot for us um uh, to to go to australia um and we we were shipping to australia before but since launching the new website it's uh or the the latest version of the website they're coming in left and right yeah and how are they finding like what is it about australia so the the people in Australia or at least in the areas that we're shipping to are basically just like Texans. These are people that work on huge ranches and they rodeo and they they're they're there's a big community of uh horse enthusiasts over there and uh they seek us out on they usually find us through Facebook and Instagram uh and and then these videos that make their rounds and then word of mouth is huge over there cuz they they're that Western uh, community is, is pretty pretty tight. So if they find something, especially something that's expensive and American, they'll they'll spread it around themselves. You know, so wow. that's that's been been helpful. We I've got a I just got an order for uh, a an, a wedding in Australia, and it was ten hats. Yeah, that <laughs> wow. we that we've got to ship back. But uh, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. That's great. You know, so if. You know, someone is listening to this and maybe they're new into retail or they are thinking about starting a retail business. If you had like just one piece, like one thing that you're like, you really got to keep this in mind, some like whether it be a piece of encouragement or a piece of advice, 
what would be like the one nugget that you would leave with a either a new retailer or, or someone maybe earlier in their journey? I, you know, if there would be anything that I think would probably be helpful, it is you can't focus on any one thing too much because mm-hmm. then something else suffers. So don't forget about your product and don't forget about your customers because it, it happens. It'll happen to me if I'm not careful. Like I'll, you know, I'll just be working on hats, you know, nonstop. And then I have to tell myself, okay, Scott, now you have to, you have to put the hats down for a minute and you have to go and, you know, check something on the website or write your emails. You're going to have to spend, uh, have some, uh, mm-hmm. some computer time, but, uh, and then, you know, the opposite is true. So I would say don't focus on one thing too terribly much and don't forget about your product. Don't forget about your customers. Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, and I, I really appreciate you being on the retail initiative and, um, yeah, sharing some fun. of your story and, and where you're headed. Um, you know, before we wrap up, I'd love you know, give you a minute to kind of sell yourself. Um, you know, if someone sure. visits your site, why should they visit your site? What are they going to get? <laughs> um, what can they buy? Uh, and where can they do that? Well, uh, they can do that at CatalinaHatters.com. And um, I hope you, I hope that's a good online experience if you check us out. I've <laughs> spent a lot, of, a lot of hours working on that. And it's always a work in progress. But uh, no, I mean, we're, we're really just a small family business that stays very busy. <laughs> and uh, we, we try to make the best quality custom hats that, uh, that you can find uh, anywhere. And we ship all over. Um, we'd love to love you to check us out. And if you have any questions or just want to want to give us a shout, please do. Perfect. Well, thanks for being with us. Yeah. Thanks for um, having me. And, and I appreciate you listening today. Um, if you haven't checked us out online, go to retailinitiative.com for free resources to grow your business, whether you're just starting out or wanting to turn the page, um, please do check us out. Um, again, Scott, thanks for being with us. Um, Anytime. We'll, yeah, we'll see fun. you next time.